0: Welcome to the Eileen Marks Podcast. With the heart to engage with women on the reality of life, the good, the bad, and the not-so-flattering, Eileen will explore all things women, discussing issues all women face with truth, reality, and rawness. Eileen will cover topics like marriage, parenting, emotions, health, and spirituality. Join Eileen and special guests as they explore the God-given influence women have in the world.
1: Welcome to another show of well we call it the Victor Marx show because my name's on t-shirts and websites and I think it's because when I get older Eileen knows if I get lost I can just look down on a shirt and say I think that's who I am but hey we're excited about today we have very dear friends and in many aspects, their colleagues and people who have been with us to Iraq and been there for us during our hard times, which um obviously we're pretty selective because we're high maintenance. Lee we, we me <laughs> I'm talking about Chris and Ranella Atzit. Uh they are our guests today
2: and welcome to you both. Thanks, Victor. Great to be here as always. Coming all the way in from Eugene, Oregon. Always nice to get back to Colorado, which to some degree are my roots
3: yeah I'm I'm so glad to see you guys you guys are just part of our lives and we love you and pray for you often so again thank you for having us in your show of course
1: you you know what Um, if you can find friends in your life that will be there when you need to make a call because you're wrapped around an axle those are friends indeed and I (laughs) I've made those calls before um so what qualifies them uh to to be there one they love christ two they have extreme solid knowledge of the bible and then how it's applied um for people who struggle with ptsd uh they're both incredible counselors mentors and i would say y'all've been at this so long and for so faithful they you you've passed every type of tests there could possibly be, but I wanted to introduce y'all to our our audience, our constituency, those faithful followers that we have uh, because they need to know who you are and what you do. So how would y'all explain it Um, in in a nutshell? we got to start with your past because, hey, listen, we're talking to a world-class athlete here and I'm gonna let him tell more about it. But these two, I, it's really exciting. We want to be like them when we grow up. Uh, in Maybe in a couple a of years.
2: In a couple of years. Yeah. 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 <laughs> oh man. Yeah. Well, I will teach you how to pole vault and uh, throw the javelin and the discus and the hurdle. But um, Victor's referring to uh, my days uh, with the decathlon. Uh, originally went into ministry with athletes and action track team and, uh, transitioned from the 400 meter hurdles into the decathlon, because I thought this would be the greatest platform from which I could tell people about Jesus Christ. And, um, so I had a number of years uh, in the decathlon. I knew nothing about the decathlon before I began training for it. I thought that decathlon was a new way for a Catholic to become a Protestant. But uh, it's, it's, it's 10 events over a two-day period. And uh, during those years, from 75 to 80, uh, God built so much into my life that— um, uh, he's been drawing on ever since. And and really, God is in the business of creating resumes for each one of us. He puts us through a period of time uh, in order to build stuff into our lives and then builds on that in the next phase and builds on that in the next phase. And really, um, uh, it would take way too long to tell you the journey that Ranella and I have gone through in order to get to where we are today. But uh, basically, it all began with my athletics and with Ranella's uh, experiences as a uh, trauma counselor and uh, and our desire to just be of use to God. And God uh, spent many years building into us and then also training us in the area of disciple making, in other words, how to help Christians to grow in their faith and in their walk with God. And uh, as events occurred, we wound up uh, transitioning into Campus Crusade for Christ military ministry, and it was at that point that uh, they said, okay, so Chris, you, you have written some books, you know about curriculum, and Renella, you know about uh, uh, trauma counseling and those sorts of things. We'd like for you to begin uh, doing some research and come up with the meat on how we can address uh, PTSD from a uh, faith-based, biblical-based uh, orientation. And that's kind of when uh, they tapped Renella on the shoulder and said, uh, get to work, Renella." And what happened after that?
3: I recruited my husband. (laughs)
2: Yes.
3: (laughs) I mean, I I do a lot of research, and I did a lot of work with people coming out of uh, desperate situations. Um, We had many people over our lives um, live in our home from heroin addicts, domestic violence, occult victims. Um, So it was not just book learning, but from experiential. Soon after we joined Campus Crusade crew military, our second son, a twin eight minutes later, um, he joined the military and uh, served two deployments in Afghanistan. And then our daughter ended up marrying also a Marine. And our other twin son became a first responder. He's a a firefighter.
1: Listening to this, uh, one of the things I love about it is y'all have made it. I mean, in a world of ministry machine, it's been a lot of people fall people that we didn't even expect right uh so I want to go back to two things one, just to highlight again your athletic you were world class as a matter of fact, weren't you on a team
2: with Bruce Jenner? <laughs> yes, it was uh 1975, uh, I came in seventh at the national championships, and that put me on the USA team to uh, go against Russia and Poland in a three-way decathlon. And uh, Bruce uh, was our best decathlete at that point. Fred Dixon was number two, who was my training partner. And, uh, yeah, we had an amazing time on that USA team uh, during the uh, summer of 1975. Unfortunately, 1976, uh, the spring, I got injured, so I never had a chance to... uh, uh, see how well I was doing after that. And that was the year that uh, Bruce won the Olympic gold medal.
1: No kidding.
2: So did you actually ever beat Bruce Jenner before that? Well, as a matter of fact, I did. I was, <laughs> 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 it was in that 1975 national championships and uh, uh, I beat him. But uh, one of the main reasons I beat him was that he no-hided in the pole vault. So I got zero <laughs> points for that and uh, I got a lot more than him. So it worked out okay.
1: Okay, so I think I'm starting to see a pattern of where the pain and suffering started with Bruce. Uh, He never recovered, did he? Never. Shame on you. Uh, So the second thing I want to talk about is discipleship. That's almost a bad word. I mean, you don't hear it anymore, and then it's like, whoa, discipleship. Y'all really believe in this in order to – I mean, y'all aren't mere – Christians, I would say, but y- y'all really are followers of Christ. And to use that term, I want to be a disciple. When we got born again, we would say we're born again more than just Christians, because of what that represents. Now you don't you don't hear the term born again; that that's obsolete typically. But disciple. Why is it so important for people listening or watching? to go, why should I be a disciple?
2: I'm a Christian. I have faith in Jesus, let me be. Well, one of the main reasons is that's what the great Commission of Jesus Christ is when last one of the last things he said before he ascended into heaven was go therefore and make disciples. And the word disciple means a learner, one who learns by use and practice resulting in a transformed lifestyle. And so uh, that's the objective of God for every Christian. And uh, most Christians kind of look at the whole idea of discipleship as, "Ah, well, you know, if I want to become a missionary or a pastor, maybe then I should think about being a disciple, you know. Uh, But otherwise, as long as I've I've got my um, get out of hell free card and uh, got my eternal fire insurance, I'll just carry on business as usual. And as a result of that, uh, many Christians, they live lives of defeat uh, as far as bumping into dead ends and and frustration and difficulties and sin, you can't tell much difference between them and a, uh, a non-Christian. And so our point is we want we want Christians to be able to understand what the abundant life is that Jesus Christ means for us to have. And uh, when I came to Christ as a freshman in college, uh, I had some amazing disciples and amazing fellowship, and I grew like a weed during those four years. And I thought that was normal. I thought everybody who became a Christian received a mentor, and I found out that was extremely rare. I guess my objective in life has been to make that more normal. And what was interesting was when Rennell and I began studying this whole area of, of how to address post-traumatic stress disorder, we realized that many of the things that the quote, experts, whether they're secular or not— recommended that would help somebody to be cured and to heal from their PTSD was basic discipleship principles. And so as we put together the Combat Trauma Healing Manual and When War Comes Home and First Responder Healing Manual and the other curriculums that we've done for uh, Reboot Recovery, basically what we did was we highlighted Christian discipleship principles and made sure that that wasn't bringing any red flags to the secular psychologists and uh, and it's amazing what how God has used that basic principles.
3: And and Jesus was the Rabbi. He was the teacher. He had his Talmudim, which is his disciples. And so much of um, the psychological research and everything that people heal from trauma in small learning groups. And and that's why we eventually started getting into more into the small learning group model because that is a discipleship model that Jesus followed because there's that small group is where you can really pour into people's lives and meet them at their need. Well, and I want to uh, remind our
4: listeners that you two went with us to Iraq and Victor and I were talking about this the other day. So you were both in your sixties and you had, you had no problems going into the heat of what, Iraq was offering right after ISIS, you guys not only teach it, you live it, because your, your guys' role over there was to help people understand trauma. And I know, I mean, we all had opportunities over there. In fact, Renella, when we were talking with the Yazidi girls, I was not prepared for that. And I started crying and you looked at me and you go, Eileen, don't cry. Not, at all. not right now. You and you, you said this is not the time. This is something that you, I know, help so many of the women over there, but also those who are leading them. And same with you, Chris. Both of you um, are in this realm. And I mean, this is a hard place to be in because mm-hmm. you live it day in and day out. But you, you guys have taught us so much as a couple, but also as we do this ministry in trauma.
1: I hope those of you listening and watching are now starting to get a flavor. We're talking to two of our mentors, uh, which we don't really call—there's very few people we address like that uh, because friendship is the basis of our relationship. But these are two folks that we turn to regarding marriage, regarding hardships. Uh, especially when Eileen is just uh, fighting. Yeah. When she's back on the fighting circuit, the underground, I'm like, hey, she's back in the pit. Help me. Although she's making money. No. uh, So. (laughs) Both for being there for Victor. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, they could. Y'all need to write a book just on the Victor crazy stories. Uh, uh, Y'all could do it. But here's one of the reasons why we love and respect you guys is y'all do live this abundant life. I mean, here y'all are at the the training center. You pull up in a truck and a little RV, uh, uh, fifth wheel, uh, or four and a half, and and I'm like, y'all are staying in a parking lot, and I'm like – how about y'all just stay here at the training center? We have uh, we have accommodations, and Renella's like, bless God a bed and <laughs> running water. So, but but this level of commitment, and y'all don't see this as sacrifice and suffering, it's an abundant life. And Renella, I'm gonna tell on you, you a wild woman. I'm telling you, you right? Amen. I mean, you are a full throttle. Go for it, Jesus gal.
3: God taught me long ago that life is an adventure. And um, we can hold on to our lives, protect it, but that's not living. That's protecting your lives. And um, one of the things we just heard from a pastor friend that we met on our trip out here was he said that one of the biggest idols in America now is the idol of security. And that has just been, you know, in our brains. Chris and I, a long time ago, made a decision um, to give God a blank check, and we signed it, and we said whatever the cost. That's discipleship, but it's the most exciting, adventuresome trip. I mean, first day out from leaving home, we had several adventures happen. Other people would call it, oh, man, you nearly got killed, adventures. and I I told our children some of the things that happened, not all except one. And and uh, they worry for us. They have Life 360 on our phones um, because they wonder where we are sometimes. Um, but I said, ah, oh, it was such a great day. I feel so alive. What an adventure. And, of course, our son goes, you know, the one in Afghanistan, our veteran, Um he says, oh, typical mom, she just, you know, you could have a choice how you face the hardships in life. And if you see them as part of your story um, and that this is just a small part of your story compared to all of eternity, we get to share our stories in heaven. Our stories have meaning. They have purpose. Your trauma has meaning and purpose. They're part of the bigger stories. When you read stories, what do you read? Your novels aren't going to be all nice little romantic things. There's no trial, no tribulation, no stresses in relationships, no danger. It's the the really good books are the ones that had all of that and more. And that's our lives. So I guess that's the reason why I just come out rolling with the punches or whatever life brings, because it's part of our grand adventure and and God's gonna use it for good.
2: And I know that Victor and Eileen, you're the same way. I mean, you you guys do not shrink back. I mean, that's that's what attracted us to you guys is the I mean when you you called us up and say, Hey, you want to go to Iraq? It's kinda of like, Yeah, why not? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. ISIS is everywhere. You wanna to go to Iraq? Y'all like, Yeah.
4: No hesitation.
3: Though yeah. so I said, maybe we ought to pray about it first. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Well, you know, you know what's funny too is while we were in recovery mode, you guys were heading to Ukraine. Yeah. I, I remember going, "What in the world?" So your next birthday, you're seventy, which I mean, you raised the bar for me, uh, and it's why it's so important for people out there. You've got to have someone that you can look to and be challenged, be encouraged, uh, even if it's just reading their works. Are watching their videos uh you can learn and take uh, we always say you know take the meat spit out the bones if it's if it's fish but let's talk about some works that people can benefit from uh on on what y'all do because we have and we've shared them but i want y'all to share them today talk about
2: your books we um, mentioned earlier, you know, the the Combat Trauma Healing Manual was the first one that Renella and I put together, and uh, it was basically to try to help those who've experienced uh, combat trauma to heal using biblical principles that were in line with basic secular principles as well. And uh, as we were doing that we recognized that there was a hugely underserved population in this country with regards to combat trauma, and that is the spouses of these veterans. And so that's when Renella and I uh, also recruited a good friend of ours, Marshall Carter-Waddell, who uh, is the wife of a Navy SEAL, um, to also help us to research this and to add some real world reality to it. And she did. And she not only added that real world reality to that book, she added a little real-world reality in another way, Ranella.
3: Yes, she provided a son to marry our daughter. They, oh. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, I mean, it's a, an amazing thing, again, how God connects people together and situations, and sometimes you don't know the whole story, um, but now we have two beautiful grandsons from them. I
2: love it. Yeah, and and it's just amazing how God works because there was a young couple around the Nashville area, who really felt the burden to start working with soldiers at Fort Campbell. And so they got in contact with several of these soldiers and said, we'd like to invite you to our living room to um, go through this book called the Combat Trauma Healing Manual. And so they came and things worked very well. Evan is this amazing entrepreneur and businessman. Uh, His wife, Jenny, has a doctorate in occupational therapy and uh, did a lot of counseling with veterans. And so they began using the book. And after a while, they said, maybe we can streamline this thing a little bit. And so they did. They, they actually took the principles that are in there and put together a 12-week uh, curriculum so that a lot of these uh, uh, military personnel, they don't really have the, the time to go through the manual that we cooked up, which sometimes takes a year to go through uh, in a group situation, and made this very tight, hard-hitting curriculum uh, called Reboot Combat Recovery. And so they began using it. It began to expand all over the country. We heard about it. Uh, as we talked about this for a while, uh, we thought, man, our visions are the same. Let's Maybe we should combine forces. And so we did. And uh, so our organization at the time was Branches of Valor, and uh, we connected with Reboot Recovery. And there are so many components of why this is successful. There's been over 10,000 people go through the courses at this point. First of all, we're, we're focusing on God making the the healing efforts in those people's lives. And in that environment that we provide, there is a curriculum, there is a leader, there's the Spirit of God, there's the Bible, there's the interaction of these people who've all gone through a similar uh, situation that are helping each other out. And by that, they're not only teaching each other, they're being taught and they're increasing their own sense of self-worth because they're saying, wow, the things that I have experienced, I can pass on to somebody else. And all these things combined together to make uh, a real petri dish of growth for them. And so we've continued on.
3: And it's really great because it's also outcome based uh, data that's collected. So they work with all the clinical stuff and they put out surveys and they gather data and they've been published in in different uh, professional journals and stuff like that. So it's not just um, spiritual, but it's also academic. Chris and I also wrote after the wives manual, uh, the First Responder Healing Manual. So when we joined forces, um, they asked us to write up the next curriculum program for Reboot and it's called uh, Reboot First Responder. And so uh, we put together some of the same principles, working with their stuff, but using what we also learned from our research and writing and so we put together that curriculum. So it's it's a great, Reboot is an awesome organization, probably one of the best we've ever worked with. Um, amazing people, gifted people. Um, I just love that they have the clinical as well as the faith-based and they help people in trauma.
1: Okay, how do people find Reboot? What's the website? Go Very ahead. simple, RebootRecovery.com.
3: And they now have a general trauma course called Trauma Reboot. Also based on the 12-week peer-led private uh, in-person, or you can uh, go online. We have courses spread throughout the United States, over 200, I think, last I heard, God's opening doors internationally. So there's ways to connect, um, some like the privacy kind of Zoom, where you don't really make a lot of connections. We're kind of forced to that in some cases. But the in-person, I think, has been the best that Chris and I have seen in our community is that in-person and the wives are involved, the children are there, Um, a lot of wives force their spouses to come, um, Mm -hmm. it's divorce or go, Um, but we see amazing changes in people's lives and in families' lives that we're excited about and being part of, and we've always believed in the whole family concept because the family's not healthy. Then no matter how much work.
1: Well, well, so, you know, right now there's, there's people who just got inspired with hope. They're thinking, oh my gosh, go to rebootrecovery.com and look for a local area meeting that you can attend and be part of, or look for the courses online or the resources. Now, when we talk resources, y'all's material, which are years and decades of wisdom It's so good that we actually engaged y'all to develop our curriculum with our Triggered films. And so when you watch our films, Triggered or Triggered 2, and you get the workbook, which is a small little condensed workbook, uh, really, we're so grateful for y'all for helping to put that together with with your wisdom and experience. And it has made a difference in many people's lives.
4: I just recently had a counselor tell me that they have read so many books on trauma, but this, the workbook that you two helped us with, they said it is the best resource they've ever seen. It is simple, but it it explains the trauma so clearly. So kudos to you guys.
0: Thanks for joining us for today's episode. We'd love to stay connected with you and invite you to the conversation beyond this podcast. You can check out more of the work Eileen is doing around the world with her husband, Victor, at victormarks.com, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, all linked in the show notes. Be sure to drop us a comment in the review section if today's show has impacted you in any way or if there's anything you'd like to hear more of. We're always encouraged to hear from you. Thanks for spending your time with us. Until next time.